Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. The cooler weather early in the week isn't helping water temperatures warm much, so angling activity remains pretty light yet even on Devil's Lake. Try slip bobbers and leeches around feeder channels and bridges for a mix of walleye and pike, though, but there's little boat activity yet. Things should start to pick up with warmer weather, which should greatly help warm the water temperatures. Reports are limited from Jamestown and Pipestem Reservoirs, as well as Spiritwood Lake, and the reports from Lake Ashtabula also point to limited activity, with anglers waiting for warmer days and warmer water to get on the lake. Even shore fishing was slow for angler numbers on Ashtabula much of the week. Where there is activity, though, is on the Missouri River around Bismarck-Mandan, in part because of tournament fishing this week, pre-fishing, that is. But another reason the river's drawing attention is it's producing some nice walleye yet. A lot of the females seem to have spawned out. Try jigs and minnows from shore, as well as working from boats. The tail race, however, is still slow from boats, but the night walleye bite from shore should garner some success. It's just that there aren't many anglers out. Anglers continue finding some walleye up on the east end of Lake Sakakawea. Try jigs and minnows or live bait rigs in a variety of depths around the U.S. Highway 83 embankment, Stanky Bay on the north shore, or Wolf Creek on the south side. Also work west around Beulah and Beaver Bays. And don't forget those small lakes dotting central and east-central North Dakota. They might still be producing some pike. We're about midway through the spring turkey season, and while I thought it was just poor calling on my part that we didn't even garner any attention from the birds this last weekend, in talking to other hunters, it seems that recent cold snap quieted the birds' response. There are still turkeys out and about, though, and hopefully warm weather will get them to be more responsive. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, Brewer Agri Outdoors. And on this segment, we're going to chat with David Carlson. David is a community trust officer with the Fargo Police Department. How are you doing, David? I'm doing excellent. How are you guys? We're doing pretty well. You know, we had sat down um, at your office and and chatted here, I don't know, I suppose a little over a month ago. And that was some of the... Yep. 
That that was voluntarily. Scott hadn't gotten himself into any trouble or anything like that. <laughs> that <Yeah>. time. <laughs> anyway, we chatted, sat down, chatted with David about the programs that he works on, and one of them is particular is very interesting, very interesting for the things that we're involved in. And we wanted to bring it to you, all the listeners. And we're going to talk about the outdoor youth program for the Fargo Police Department. David, you're in charge of this program. How long has this been going on? So I actually originally started it two years ago. Um, It was when I first became a community trust officer. Um, I have a huge love and passion for the outdoors, and I wanted to create something out of the norm. And what better way to utilize my love and passion for the outdoors and get more youth involved was to uh, create my own my own outdoors-related program. So I came up with a concept. It took a year to plan, and uh, 2019 was my first year I actually had it. Um, I had... In the beginning, it started out with 12 youth that ended up getting down to 10, but uh, we ended up doing events like fishing at Woodhaven, and then um, their family and uh, siblings were out there. We gave away like $3,000 worth of fishing equipment. Uh, We went out to Silver Lake. I have a little girl that it was her first fish she ever caught. It's actually on my poster, um, and that's what it's all about. We also did, you know, hiking, kayaking, canoeing. We did a camping simulated portion, and then uh, the biggest thing was hunter's education. I actually got certified as a hunter education instructor, and myself and one of my partners actually teach uh, that class to the youth, and then we invite and open it up to other participants who may need it for uh, the upcoming hunting season. You know, David, that's super awesome. And first of all, thank you for starting this program to help promote the outdoors to some of these local kids that may not have an opportunity and showing them that exposure, you know, if they can take off with that love for the outdoors that we have, I guarantee you these kids are going to end up in a great place when they get older. Yeah. So you've been doing this for a couple of years. Are all those programs, the ones that you mentioned, is that the same outline for this year's program too? Because this is again going to happen in 2021. Correct. And so to just backtrack a little bit, I had actually had it planned for 2020 and then COVID hit. So um, due to the restraints and social distancing, um, I was unable to actually do it. So we actually then converted a lot of my programs into like single outings to do mentorship. So we take kids fishing and we take kids and do different activities. So we still didn't do the whole program. We were able to do it in little bits and chunks, which was great because it still gave exposure to the youth. But yes, this year, 2021, I have all of those events scheduled. I've actually added a couple new ones where I'm very excited about. I actually am going to partner with uh, Sandhills Archery and uh, do a safety and archery class out there. I'm a member of the North Dakota Retriever Club, and uh, I just got the go-ahead on Wednesday to uh, plan and uh, do a a class out there where the youth will see firsthand um, master-level dogs and what it takes to train a dog to become a good hunting partner. And uh, most of these kids, they think you buy a puppy and all of a sudden you bring it home, and when it gets a little bigger, it just 
automatically does that. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, because my dog is only a year old, I had to do it from the get-go. And I mean, it was hours and hours of training just to get him to do what he's doing now, which is amazing. So, David, that is I love hearing all these things that you're doing because it's not one aspect of the outdoors. It's really all of the things that are involved in in the outdoor activities and sports. That is awesome. And, you know, Scott and I, we're involved in a, a whole lot of things throughout the community, throughout the course of the year. And many, many of those events have you know, they, they have influence or impact on people. And and it's always fun to see that. I got to say this, I I have to imagine has an incredible impact on those young individuals who are experiencing this with you in terms of you being a mentor and introducing them to these things. What's your kind of perspective on it in terms of how, how do the kids respond? What, what do they like about it? Well, the biggest thing is, is like you said earlier, a lot of these kids would never have the opportunity to do any of these activities. Um, some of them actually have done some of these activities, and I wanted it to be a program where I could get potentially more family members involved. I actually, the year that I did it, after we took uh, one of my youth to Silver Lake and we went fishing, um, that following Monday, his dad actually took him out fishing. That's what it's all about. Even though, you know, his dad may not have been a fisherman growing up, he now is involved with his own son taking him out fishing. Um, I've had tons of the other participants that said, oh my gosh, this was the best program I've ever gone through. And I've actually had a couple of them ask me if they could do it again. Um, so a lot of great feedback from the parents saying, man, I wish I had this type of program growing up and I don't disagree with them. I wish I had programs like this when I grew up, uh, you know, when you met police officers, when I was young, I mean, they'd give you a baseball card and a sticker. Now, you know what, we've actually formulated that into different types of programs, including the outdoors program that I'm currently doing. You know, David, and it's and it's amazing how, like you said, uh, it kind of creates like a spider web where you're affecting just the few kids that you have in this program, but it branches out from there to their families, to their brothers and sisters, and to their friends. And you're really reaching way more than just the kids that you have in this class, which is super cool. And it's that way with many outdoor things. When you get a kid involved, you're doing more than just getting that kid involved. You're involving everybody. Ultimately, you're involving the whole community, which brings us right back to your position as a community trust officer. And I absolutely love that, you know, and I love all the stuff that you guys are doing. I love all the stuff the Fargo Police Department's doing, and thank you very much for that. So um, this year's class, um, I'm guessing, is possibly full. Do you still have any room in it yet? So I honestly... Um, have three kids that uh, were currently signed up for last year's program. Um, I'm planning on reaching back out to them to make sure that uh, they still want to and are available. Otherwise, um, I have not actually did any recruiting. This program, usually if I stop by a school and just mention it, I can fill the class. So it is very fast. And, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, Anyone that's interested could definitely reach out to me. Um, like I said, I'll start taking a look um, once I get time here after, uh, you know, I get uh, done talking with my partners. Probably by the end of the month, I'll, make, I'll be making some decisions on, 
you know, my participants that are going to participate in this year's program. And then uh, we'll go from there. Well, that's perfect. Hopefully we can get a couple of gun outdoor listeners into this program. Um, how do people reach out to you, David, if they do want to, or they know somebody that could benefit from this? Absolutely. So they can actually contact me um, through email. Uh, my email address is dcarlson, uh, D-C-A-R-L-S-O-N at FargoND.gov. Or they can actually give me a call at uh, on my work cell. It's 701-936-3164. I'd be happy to answer any questions. And, uh, you know, hopefully, like you said, uh, get a couple of your listeners, um, you know, youth involved in uh, potentially our future partnership and program down the road. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.